Welcome to the podcast. 欢迎收听 Yokoso Podcast. The podcast de Marco Shamad. Welcome to the podcast. 欢迎来到我们的播客 Benvenuti sul podcast. Come on, on podcast. 日本から Buongiorno dall'Italia. Hello, Hello, world culture enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Cultures, a podcast where guests from all of all of I always get this wrong.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Cultures, a podcast where guests from all, all over the world talk about the subtle, surprising, intriguing, and bizarre cultural differences in everyday life. My name is Asaf, and today we have a bit sophisticated of an episode because today we're going to be talking about arts. I know this is, seems like a very broad subject, but arts are universal and inherent to human culture, and yet our approach to art is very different all over the world. I'll start with I'll let my guests introduce themselves. Let's go with Daniel. Hi, my name is Daniel.、Uh, I'm from Venezuela, and I live in Israel since seven years ago. What seven years?、Yeah. What have you been doing these seven years? I've been mostly walking around the beach, <laughs> Tel Aviv. Also working and raising my cats. And you notice that the beaches in Israel are different from Venezuela. Yeah, theirs are better, but shouldn't say that. I love them here too. All right. Okay. <laughs> and next. Hi, my name is Noemi.、Uh, I'm come from France.、Uh, I arrived in Israel two years ago, and I'm studying in Beit Salel in Yerushalayim.、Uh, that is an art school. Yeah, it's the, it's probably the art school in in Israel. That's、the、what they say. <laughs> All right, so you know a little bit about art. I won't say anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Tetsu Mukojima.、Uh, I came to Israel in 2010, so now it's nine years. And you are from? I'm from Tokyo, Japan. From Tokyo. And、yeah. what what brought you to Israel from Tokyo? I married with Israeli,、ah. so <laughs> I have three kids now in here. Okay.、Yeah. And what do you do? I working for a, a TV station,、mm-hmm. but for creative part,、uh, making the promo, editing, designing. I see. All right. So、nice. that's that's creative. Yeah. And last but not least,、um, hi, I'm Gunther、uh, from the United States.、Uh, I, I've been traveling for about a year、uh, around the world, and then my girlfriend moved to Israel, so I came here about three months ago. <coughs>、um, I work as an attorney. But、uh, I love to do travel photography. I focused on street art in the different cities I went to, and、um, yeah, I've been enjoying the street art here in Tel Aviv. And、uh, yeah. And where are you from in the states?、Uh, Oregon, on the west coast. Yes. All right. So、uh, we'll just jump right in. We have a very、uh, diverse panel here.、Mm-hmm. I want to ask you. The first question is: How is art taught in schools in your country? Do they even give Attention to it, or if if they do, what what grade do they start talking with kids about art, and how do they do it? Is it practical? Is it? Uh well, uh, first of all, I have to say that、uh, the country I was raised in, Venezuela, from many years ago, and the country Venezuela is today, it's probably not the same country because、mm-hmm. of、uh, political situation. We rather not go into in detail now, but I can talk from my personal experience.、Uh, we used to see a. Art classes back in basic school and then also in high school, but it was it was more like once a week. And w- what would you call art 
school, like art classes? Like what, what would be considered art classes? They class? would give us colors. They would show us how to paint. Mm -hmm. And we would discuss different sorts of arts. All right. I think that when you talk about teaching art, there's two, two different aspects of it. You can, you can teach art history. You can teach about mm -hmm. famous artists. You can teach about maybe different genres of art. It's a very intellectual approach. And then there's the hands-on approach, which says, here, here's some paint, finger paint. Here, do this, do that, paint, you know, and, and try and broaden your creativity. So when you say art classes, to which of the two do you mean? Both. Both? Yeah. Okay, so you would say that the average Venezuelan child or the Venezuelan student knows what about art? Well, first, the average middle-class Venezuelan, probably, there is a huge distinction in social mm -hmm. classes in Venezuela, unfortunately. So I cannot really speak for, well, for, for people who didn't manage to get in certain schools. Mm -hmm. But mostly we would discuss Latin American art and Venezuelan art. Okay. Which is convenient because you're living there in Venezuela, so you would discuss that. Okay. On the other side, um, Venezuela has this tradition from independence, the times where the glorious warriors were against the Spain and, and these battles that you have to remember by heart. Uh -huh. And then there was a period where painters would paint about these historic events, the battle of this, the battle of that, liberator this, general that. And believe it or not, as an art itself, it was uh, quite relevant because they were influenced by French. I'm talking about the 19th century. Mm -hmm. So also we got to see all, all these things on the bills. The money. Yeah. You could mm -hmm. see the general this or general that. Yeah. So at least you could know from where this painting come from. You know, that, that's a really interesting topic. I think we should get to that we have time about how art is used to teach history and I, I, I remember in Mexico I don't know if it's a representative of Latin America as a whole but in Mexico a lot of the art really depicts historic events and they there's huge art <coughs> on buildings I don't know if it's the same in Venezuela you're, you're nodding not as big as Mexico I would say uh, because Mexico has this tradition for mural mural yeah. art yeah. which is really big there um, no, it, it's mostly paintings, small paintings mm -hmm. that you would find in, in these very um, important museums there. I see. All right. Interesting. All right, Noemi? Um, I think uh, during primary school it is a bit the same, like uh, again also for middle class. And No, actually in France everybody's go to the same kind of school, so it's a bit more uh, homogeneous. Um, so primary school, yes, we learn about like uh, European uh, great painter Mondrian, Picasso, Chagall by doing like recreating what they mm -hmm. do. For example, Mondrian with the line or some collage. During like uh, secondary school, you also have class, but it's a bit less. Like it's more like one hour a week, and it's really on the side. Like the proportion comparing to mathematics or French or English, whatever, history is really small. Mm -hmm. And uh, the moment you arrive in high school, it completely disappears. Uh -huh. So if you don't choose to have a, a major in art, you won't anymore uh, until uh, high school, uh, you won't learn art anymore. So yeah, that's, that's a bit But I mean, I, I, I would imagine, as, in, as not being French, that, <coughs> that French, 
French culture is intertwined. It's like in, in the French DNA is the cuisine, is the French cuisine, <laughs> and the French art, or, the, or at least the appreciation of art yes. because of all the museums and because of the history of France and the Louvre, or, you know, famous museums that are in France as part of, like, French, France being the place for art in Europe in the past maybe two centuries. Mm. So does, how does that come across in we're just conversating with, uh, with the average French person? Do they know their artists? Do they know how to tell apart Magritte and uh, uh, Renoir? And uh, I think it's depending on the class uh, mm -hmm. you're coming from. But yes, most, most people know, have a landmark about like, who are the French painter, who are the French architect, Le Corbusier that is from the streets actually, but, uh, uh, but yes, they have like a big ideas about who are the mm -hmm. French uh, artists, but in detail, you, I mean, it, it has to be your own interest if you want to know exactly the life of uh, Chagall or Picasso, it, it has to be your own uh, research. Yeah, all but, right. But yes, I mean, people are going to museum in general. As a, as a, just as a pastime? Yes, Not as a leisure. Not because they have to. No, as a leisure. Like, uh, the average people are going, like, maybe, I, I would say, okay, I would, I would talk to m for myself. Of course, of course. But I would say, like, twice a month uh, to the museum. So, yes, it is, like, uh, an activity that people do. All right. Interesting. That's Yeah. How about the education? Yeah. How okay. is... How is art approached in, in Japanese uh, education? Yeah, from the primary school we have this art mm -hmm. and uh, to also high junior high school and the high school. The thing is uh, in the school education it's quite boring mm -hmm. because it's not to try to educate like creative mind. Mm -hmm. It's more like uh, you play with a watercolor uh -huh. and uh, sketch the sight like uh, exactly look like a real mm. so yeah. it's quite boring and even myself i didn't believe myself to go in this direction in my life mm -hmm. but in the uh, 80s 1980s time like uh, there's a trend like uh, it's it is cool to be like a designer or this kind of a job uh -huh. so then this time a lot of the young kids start approach to be artists but before this, it's quite boring. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I, I want to ask you a, a, like a follow-up question to that. Yeah. That Japan is, uh, I, I would say, it's a cultural autarky. It, it produces mm. so much mm. culture that I don't know how Japanese <laughs> people can have time to consume other cultures. Uh, you know, and, uh, and and because all around the world, people consume whatever culture they have. And yeah. in addition to that, American culture, of course, mm -hmm. which is everywhere, and Japanese culture, which mm -hmm. is now everywhere. Yeah. So my, my question is, how much, uh, what, what is the, the makeup of how much Japanese art, Japanese art history, Japanese artists mm -hmm. are taught in uh, Japanese schools? And let's say w either Western artists in art, Leonardo da Vinci, Donatello, things like no. that, or maybe uh, from even from other Asian countries. No, they generally in the education, they teach general stuff mm -hmm. like European art history and Japanese artists as well, and not uh, Asian artists actually, because the education system are built by the 
you know, post war. Mm. So okay. that's why like the standard of the education is more to, especially for art, is more focused to Europe. Uh huh. Interesting. But the thing, and why your question, why Japanese have this crazy art style, no? It, well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, it's like just so, there's so yeah. much of it, so obviously we, we would notice the crazy I, parts. I think because education is so boring, it's so square, mm -hmm. so people uh, want the other side. Mm -hmm. And they are going to this way because the social life and the education is so strict and the square. That's why they're going to this way. That's 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 really interesting. Yeah. Now, because I, when I think of it, you know, we always talk about like how to make people, how to educate people to be more creative, and you mm -hmm. say, all right, give them, give them freedom. Do give them, you know, let them do whatever they want. Give them paint, yeah. and and then I think Japan is an example of if you say the education system is strict, somehow out the other end, yes. you still produce really the most creative and the, the craziest types of art and fashion and... Uh, art and fashion and entertainment and food. Mm -hmm. Everything hardcore. Yeah. Because people really want this. Uh, because, for example, Israel is too much free. So if you go to sushi place, you have a very simple sushi. Yeah. There's not a hardcore sushi like... Uh, crazy yeah. stuff what we have in Japan. Of course, but we don't have like seafood anyway. So. No, no, you, you can have a seafood. But the thing is like uh, the real life is freedom and also sometimes in the tense, in the political wise. That's mm -hmm. why they are not attracted to this kind of like uh, taste. Uh -huh. But on the other hand, Japan like, uh, you know, it's very not strict, it's still become free a little bit, but uh, you know, kind of like so boring in some point. Uh -huh. So yeah. you have to break out of so that. So you really want to go to fantasy side, uh -huh. which are not exist in uh, real life. That makes a lot of sense. Because, uh, for example, like uh, you have a school every day, and it's quite boring, but on the other hand, you can buy comics, manga book, everywhere. Yeah. So you so. have. <laughs> you need both, I guess. Yeah, we, we have a boat. Yeah. But uh, we, on our case, we have a totally different way. So there's no middle ground. It's either, it's either you learn, even when you learn art, you learn the boring stuff and you learn it in a very <laughs> constructed, uh, um, managed way. Yeah. And then, if you want to transition over to the creative side, it's uh, it's you switch everything. It's altogether a different world. It's it's a good strategy actually to no. teach boring stuff if it can lead to such a crazy artist. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I think I agree, but I don't know how long it would take. I mean, it might take yeah. thousands of years. <laughs> All right, uh, Gunther. Yeah. Um, actually, the U.S. is like the European system. I think up through sixth grade, you're encouraged to like paint and draw and you know play with clay and so on. My brother, who was very creative at a young age, he would um, draw comic. He would get comic books at home to learn anatomy. He would like trace the comic book heroes. And um, but I think after sixth grade, it starts to you know you can choose to do art, but it's not required. And the further along you go, the more uh, history it goes more theoretical mm -hmm. as opposed like you are appreciate you appreciate art as opposed to creating art and there's sort of this uh, capitalist 
let's say it's a capitalist idea of like if you're not going to make money doing this why are you wasting your time being educated about it i think there's a little bit of that in america as well mm. but you do get like art scholarships and there's art yeah no we, we have a lot of good art schools but but there is sort of this i i the, this idea of you're not going to make if you're not going to be super successful and and make a lot of money at it why go into the arts and I, I myself have like a, a day job, but then I like to do a lot of creative projects on mm -hmm. the side. And I feel like that's a much more balanced way. And a lot more people could, like a lot of people give up on art because they feel like they can't do it as a job. And I'm like, that's wrong. That, that cheats the world of whatever it is you have to contribute. Mm. Yes, I think like the moment you need to choose what you're going to do for your life, art school, design school, or okay, architecture, it's a bit different. It didn't appear as a real, as a credible mm. uh, option for your life. When they do the presentation, like what may be your future, mm -hmm. they would say like business school, low university, but, but being an artist mm -hmm. is not an option actually. Yeah. So. And what would you say, Gadre, is the average American, I, I always, I know that you should take this expression and with a grain of salt, there's no such thing as the average American, not the, not the average Japanese, not the average Venezuelan, of course. But what would you say the average American knows about world art or, or American art? That's a very good question. <laughs> like you say, average American is hard. I would say people who live in cities and who have exposure to galleries and exposure to museums would have higher than normal. Uh, college educated would have higher than normal amount of education about art. I'd say people that haven't had that advantage. Um, it's, it is sort of this, it is perceived as an elitist thing in a lot of corners, uh, especially because it tends to be in museums and it tends to be in art galleries and these are places that, you know, not everyone goes to, not everyone can see. And that's, again, one of the reasons I enjoy street art um, is that a lot of the artists are themselves from the barrio, from like different neighborhoods. Uh, self-educated or they learned in art school and then go to these places and make the places more beautiful um, yeah sorry I keep detouring to the street art but um, yeah <laughs> I, I would say America I, we're ignorant in a lot of ways I gotta be honest uh, I wish we knew especially about other world art mm -hmm. uh, we were very good about our stuff but we we kind of stink at appreciating other countries I think in Israel there's a lot of well, I, I don't, I'm not a good example because I went to an art school. But mm. What you do is you learn art, even all throughout middle middle school. But I think in Israel, when the approach to art is very similar. You teach like a little bit of. Uh, it's mostly non-hands-on. It's mostly theoretical, and you kind of you know you you check the marks where you know okay you know uh, uh, Picasso, you know and Leonardo da Vinci, you know maybe like five or six very very famous mm -hmm. uh, European. Uh, um, artists, and then the rest is if you if you major in art or if you're in Israel, like you, you kind of major in high school. So if you major in high school, that's your major is art, or then if you go on on your own to study. But I would say the average Israeli knows who you know, who painted the Mona Lisa. They would know who painted the Sixteen Chapel. They would maybe know mm -hmm. recognize a Picasso from Van Gogh or something like that. They say that is the average, but they would know like a little bit over that unless unless they are very educated uh, not in the system okay let's talk about museums so are are the museums is it in france we'll start with france you said it's a it's a pastime that people actually go i don't think in israel people go to museums not art museums unless 
there's a very specific exhibition mm. that's like that's marketed very well but just like in, in, in general just to go and, and observe and look mm. at art I don't think it's such a common pastime but I think that's the point because in Paris for example the, the cultural programmation is just amazing it's one of the best in the world you have like 1,000 museum I think so when like museums are putting so much effort into like creating amazing exhibition and marketing it and uh, offering workshops so people are going yes and is it is it funded by the government the museums uh, it depends like you have like the state museum that are belonging to the states national museum like le louvre for example that you may know or le centre pompidou uh, yes they are but you also have like private foundation like cartier foundation mm -hmm. or and th this is more like uh, uh, founded by private sponsors or things like that. And how that. much is an average ticket to um, a museum? So it's been two years that I'm not there <laughs> anymore. Maybe it changed, but uh, I think it's between like six to ten euros. Oh, that's not a lot. And uh, you can have like, uh, if you have a student card, so it's free. If you are like uh, younger than 18, it's free. If you are really old, it's free as well. It's free if you're younger than 18. Yeah, I think so. That, yeah, well, I, that's, sure. that's a lot of cultural I'm education. Sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And you also have, like, for example, you have, like, the Heritage Day or the mm. Gallery Day. So these are specific events that are, like, organized uh, to make people go. Ah, I see. Yeah, they're doing it in Israel with uh, the Cinema Day. One day a year, all the movies cost 10 shekel. <laughs> Great. <laughs> just under $3 or something. All right, how about Venezuela? Well, uh, in Caracas, there are basically two museums. Uh, there are more, but the big ones, it's the Galeria Nacional de Arte, that means National Gallery of Art, uh, that has the general this and battle that sort of painting. And then you have the Museum of Contemporary Art that has recent, more recent things, like, mm. say, Picasso. And, uh, now because these two museums are very close to a park, I know for a fact that people end up in the museum because it's too hot outside. <laughs> but you know, it's good for the art and it's good for them. Yeah. And I think we all deserve a break from the sun sometimes. So I know that many people will enter this museum just because, okay, I'm, it's too hot out here. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's education through the back door. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, the problem is that because of economical circumstances again, the museums are not as well maintained today as they used to be. And I, I, I have heard certainly bad news recently about the state of the museum mm -hmm. in past years. But they have a decent collection, not comparable to anything in Europe, of course. But remember that Venezuela was very rich in the 70s. Mm -hmm. So then we could afford to, to buy to a buy. lot of art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. OK. That's Yeah. How about uh, museums in Japan? Yeah, uh, for example, if I talk about inside of Tokyo, so each world, uh, you have a museum, but a half, half public, like a government support. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a big museum, like this kind. And is it common as a pastime for Japanese people to just go into a museum if, if it's not part of their profession? Uh, it depends what they exhibit. But mm. uh, mainly, for example, like uh, because this is a government-supported uh, issue, so for example, like uh, school kids can go, mm. like uh, 
Yeah, like a field trip. Field right? trip. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, uh, private foundation is less. Mm. Yeah, it's more public or governmental issue is more yeah. strong. All right. Yeah. Gunther, I'll ask you, but I know that it's it's going to be tricky because, <coughs> well, we talk about the U.S. as a country, but it's more like a continent. So I guess, I mean, kids from from New York have complete a completely different experience of of museums in New York City that they can go to, mm. compared to kids from I don't know Idaho. That they they have less I don't know of any museum specifically in Hi Idaho or an art you museum. I'm sure you haven't heard of the corn museum. <laughs> I would think of the potato museum, but <laughs> sorry, you're right, potato museum. My mistake. But I mean, but no, yeah, of course. But I mean, there's, there's like uh, any kind of merchandise uh, themed museum in the U.S. But yeah. but specifically, if we talk about arts, then how how do you? Uh, I don't even know how to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> but like. What is the museum experience of, again, not a New Yorker, yeah. not someone from Chicago, okay. not someone from the big cities? Like wow. You're, you're kind of limiting it. No. Um, I, I, well, it's funny because, like, where I, uh, I spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania on the East Coast, close to New York, and on, in Oregon on the West Coast. And so um, we would go into New York. It would be like a special school trip. Like, you get in the bus and you go to, like, if you live within a reasonable distance of the city, they will ship you in and, like, hey, we're going to see a historical museum, we're going to see the art museum. And what would you consider a reasonable distance? Oh, well, with kids, you know, it's two hours, three hours, something like that. Right. You know, you, you, I don't know. Two hours, two hours, two, and then two hours back, that leaves yeah. you, like, an hour in the museum. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah. So... Um, but then, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, or actually, Oregon, as a, as a state, it does a very good job of supporting the arts. Uh, they have a lot of street art. Uh, sorry, a lot of, street art, a lot of um, fairs, street fairs, where artists will actually set up a stall and sell their own art. So I think a lot of people, like I've actually bought a lot of art that way, um, sort of the entrepreneurship model. But yeah, there are like, obviously, Washington, D.C., there are a lot of like state and government-funded um, museums there, and the big cities have the, the big museums. I think what happens is um, businesses of a local area uh, outside the big cities will fund uh, a museum as sort of a cultural touchstone, like we're keeping, we're keeping up with the big cities kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any, oh, this, uh, because you're, you're all art people, right? There's a reason you're here on this panel. Yes. So I want to ask about if there's any uh, trends that you've noticed in, in, local, in your local art scene. And I mean, I'll say trend that could be, uh, the span could be hundreds of years if you want, okay? You can think about, I mean, uh, historical art that's, that's 200 years old compared to like m more modern trends that are like 100 years old. So I'll let you answer that question how, however way you see fit. Well, that's a big question. Um, there is something called cinetic art. Cinetic art, it's re related to sculpture. Mm. It's about colors and shapes in metal movement and movement because mm -hmm. of cinetic thanks oh, and sorry kinetic. kinetic kinetic thank you yeah in spanish is cinetico so Got i was it. trying to so there were two big guys on the 50s who started the kinetic they didn't started it but they they became big on, on their own uh one it's called carlos cruz diaz he's kind of famous in france and not many venezuelans know that he is actually venezuelan but some people in france actually know him so it's uh, ironical that he he became famous there. Um, most people 
will know that in many official buildings, you, you will have this gigantic kinetic sculpture, mm. and they won't have any idea who, who made this. It's normally made by the same three or four guys who, who were doing this during the 50s. Now, the reason I say this is that today, no one does kinetic art anymore. It's well past its stage. But there is something that was left behind, which is the idea of interacting with the art. Because something nice about kinetic art is that, generally speaking, you can't touch it, unlike other arts that you're not supposed to because they will break apart or you're supposed mm -hmm. to worship them from a, from a distance. Kinetic art encourages you to go and touch it. And for example, it could be tiles on the floor, yeah. so you can have to step on them. Or it could be things hanging of plastic with different colors. And, and what is the name of the artist that you mentioned? Uh, Carlos Cruz Diaz. All right. So. That's the, and the other is Jesus Soto. All right, well, we'll put a link to that. <laughs> sure. Now, the reason I start talking about this, because yes, it's a long story. It's a big country, I guess. Many other um, currents were happening there. It's because I, I know of, it's a friend of mine, but he is relatively famous. His name is Joseph Merhi. He does, let's call it cyber art. And it's really original. He started it like maybe 15 or 20 years ago by hacking a Atari, you know, an Atari video game. Yeah. Well, he likes poetry, but then he couldn't feel like people would listen to his words. So what he did, and I'm talking about 15 years ago, so it was relatively revolutionary, was to hack an Atari, and then it, ma it made a game based on his poetry. Hmm. I think there is a connection on the fact that kinetic art was so big mm -hmm. and that you had to touch it that yeah. my friend and not only my friend, an artist on its own, have this idea of, okay, but you can also touch video games, so why not put them together? And I think this is something that became big there, and I think we might hear in the future more about cyber artists, which is, by the way, very, <coughs> it's getting very common nowadays. Yeah. So I would say that that's something that can be an answer to your question. All right, interesting. Mm, interesting. Uh, it's a difficult question, actually. Uh, I would say that I have the feeling or the intuition that young artists are trying to deal with um, maybe the current qu political questions such as uh, sustainability or like uh, hybrid identity, gen the question mm -hmm. of gender and things like that. So we can see now, I, I saw few installations with like um, um, leftover materials, plastics, all of this like... Uh, um, Yes, sustainability movement. I think there is also, especially in design, like a real big interest into craft mm -hmm. and into things that are disappearing. Like, not we are not buying any more tapestry. We are not buying any more like, uh, or not 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 a lot like uh, pottery things like that. So people will try to learn those old crafts and and try to to make it to renew it somehow. So kind of like art tackling m modern issues and also like and also um how would you say you said uh, like using reusable materials i guess that's yes. also part of it yes definitely yeah okay also maybe the idea of like using as you say a, tec a new technology like 3d printing um like uh, i don't know printer things like that mm -hmm. to to renew like old tradition uh, Interesting. Like All right, I'll, I'll bounce the question but over I, to... But it's not specific to France. I think it's I more like general. All right. I think in Japan, from what I know, uh, a lot of the things that we consider new 
if you look at Japan, it's been practiced for 100 years or 50 mm -hmm. years, even things in, in, I know that in cinema, you look at um, the way Kurosawa uses lenses and perspectives, mm -hmm. and you say, oh, that's, that's so original, that's so, and then you, you look into it, and then you see that he's basing it off Japanese uh, paintings that are hundreds of years old, or, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of American remakes now that are uh, remaking Japanese stories that are also 50 or 20 years old at least. So I'll continue the question, like, have you, ever, have you seen, have you noticed like a kind of a new trend, a new upcoming trend in, in Japanese art as a, as a whole, as a, as a movement? You know, uh, actually, the famous classic Japanese art is ukiyo-e, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, this is, uh, I'm not considered this as an art, because this is a silk screen, which are designed for money produce. Mm -hmm. like uh, mass production mass production it's not like artists drawing taking our so the question is like uh, what is art okay but and uh, it is for you if, <laughs> if, if it uh, skip out okay include manga everything this is art then i can say like actually those trends are not so different actually from mm. the ukiyo-e time. The manga and the ukiyo-e is same kind of things. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. we are continue like a s style or a style is changed, but the conceptually it's not so different. Mm -hmm. But the new artist now famous, uh, Takashi Murakami, mm. he doing like uh, with a figure or more models. Mm -hmm. and, and this will be also connect with the uh, media art style mm. so it will be but uh, just style wise but uh, i think uh, they keep same concept interesting mm. all right gunter um again uh just because i've been traveling for the last two years uh street art uh started out as this thing that was illegal in a lot of countries it still is you have to like do it at 2 a.m and over the years, it's become accepted. It's become commissioned. Mm -hmm. uh, store art stores will actually hire people to like put a mural on the front of the thing, to design clothing. Uh, there's some art galleries that specifically cater to urban art, um, as they call it. And I think that's really exciting. Also, you see the emergence of kind of the micro artist, the artist that has followers on Facebook or Instagram, and can build enough of an audience that way that they can start to sell prints, sell reproductions, as opposed to having to go through other means. So sort of more venues for the artists to expose their work to the world. All right. So before we, we finish this section, I'll ask you, do people buy art for their home? And if so, is it more, do they actually care about the type of art? Or is it more like, um, I need a picture, and it, it should be dark colors, so I'll buy this one? Well, I do remember people buying art because someone else told them that this particular artist would be worth more in a few years so mm -hmm. as a form of investment but I don't think they were really concerned about the aesthetic appeal of the art mm -hmm. and I also knew people who were actually choosing specific art because they like it. Um, it it's mostly people with European ancestry they would rather buy paintings no, no matter what value it would have as opposed to, to people who didn't have this ancestry there, that I don't really have a memory of seeing any single painting 
uh, around. Let's remember that it's a very Catholic country, so people would rather have a picture of Virgin Mary or, or mm -hmm. something, uh, as opposed to some piece of art, as far as I remember. That's a difficult question. Uh, I would say that, yes, in France, like as we have this um, taste and flair and the really desire to have like nice place, but I think this is common to every, everyone. But yes, people are, are buying art. I won't say that they are buying like expensive uh, painting, but maybe- no, It doesn't have to be expensive. I'm yeah, th that's it. I think right now with all of what you have in internet, like platforms such as Etsy, for example, that really like allow you to buy for few euros a nice piece of art and for example, an illustration or a poster of a, of a, of a painting or poster of cinema. I think, yes, people are decorating their house. Also, also, I think there is this right now. I did trends. You talked about trends before to go into flea market and to look for like the nice treasure and the nice painting. I feel that this is also a part of the the game. Okay, that's all. Yeah, early, early in the nineties, there is a trend. I forgot the name of the artist, but uh, it's a drawing. It's a drawing of the whales or dolphins in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know this artist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, is it a painting or is it a... It's a painting. It's a painting. We'll, put, we'll put the link. Yeah. It's a painting with a, like a realistic, but also very illusional. Yeah. Illusional. I, I can see it in my eye. I and can. the flu color sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know the artist. Everybody buy. Yep. All restaurant <laughs> yeah. sometime in the house, and it's cost like what seven thousand dollars something. Wow. Yeah. 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 For for a copy, or for it's the original? It's not copy. It's original. It's original. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's not copy. Like uh, they have a number. Seven thousand dollars. But at that time, because why people could buy because that time like our credit system was different ah. you make a credit card and you could get a loan whatever you want uh -huh. that time and now they change the law you have a certain income and you can get the loan or credit in based on the income. based on this income I but see. not over so you're saying that the the, the, well, the people consider art as uh, well the financial side, the aspect of Not it. Not financial, because nobody knows this value, actually. Mm. Just people think, oh, it's cool, so that time. You know, I see, okay. Because people were happy that time. Mm. <laughs> Not oh. so serious. <laughs> right. So, when, well, that's, how, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. When people are happy, they buy more, <laughs> more art, they, they like to surround themselves with beautiful things. And this dolphin things, yeah. when, uh, yeah. Well, nobody says, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so happy, I'll buy some morbid, <laughs> macabre, dark but painting this, this, this art was all over, like cafe, hotels, mm -hmm. and the friend's house, all yeah, over. Yeah, because, you know, I noticed that in Japan, there's mm -hmm. arts where you usually wouldn't expect art to be, like mm -hmm. inside bars and mm -hmm. inside coffee shops. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if it's, it's true for the houses. If you walk into a, a Japanese person's house, is there art on the wall? There is. There is. Like, uh, if I visit some old people, mm -hmm. some people have, like, uh, oil paint. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
some friends told me he's working for those like uh, art art business things like oil paint is most selling mm. than pop art in oh. this business field all right mm. well before we finish i want i want all of you to think of a lesser known artist a lesser known artist from your culture that everyone you think must know okay so give me give me an example of one artist from your culture maybe they might be famous but if they're even if they're not that famous even even and, and even if they are you think it's a must know for everyone yes for venezuela i want to recommend armando reveron he he was a schizophrenic person who lived by himself with a gigantic doll on the mountain next to the city and his model was uh, his uh, the cleaning lady shall we say and even if you see in the picture that this lady by our standards they probably wouldn't consider very attractive he considered her the most beautiful woman he was trained in france he was a professional painter but he decided maybe because of, of this mental condition to to paint by himself he was in a morgue with the fact that the light in, in the tropics so strong that compared to the lighting in Actually, it's closer to Israel, the light there, but even stronger, meaning everything looks more white. Mm -hmm. So this painter, when you see it from the first time, you feel, wait, that's only a white painting. I don't see anything until you realize that it's actually showing to you a landscape. But how do you see it there, which is super white uh -huh. compared to, to European light, for example, dur during autumn? And yes, we will provide a link for, for him. Okay, <laughs> you, you sparked my interest. Um, I think I would give the name of a uh, woman because uh, most of the painter we know in France are men. Uh, Nikit Sanfal, she's uh, a modern artist. She's doing like installation and, and sculpture. Uh, and she works mostly about like the body of women, uh, colorful installation. Um, that's right. amazing. We'll, um, we'll check her out. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, Tadanori Yoko, and uh, he's from the 60s till now. Mm -hmm. And uh, he mainly does pop art and opening for TV and collage. And also a lot of graphic designer, but mm -hmm. uh, considered the art. And he's still active today? He's still active. Wow, that's a long He also did an actor in the film. Ah. Like a multi-artist. All right, interesting. Yeah. Answer? Um, I guess mine would be Sally Mann. She's a photographer from the United States, uh, reasonably well known. She was pretty. She put out some photographs that sparked some controversy back in the '80s um, of her own children. And um, anyway, it has more to do with American Puritanism than it does mm. with anything. Which is, but yeah, it's it's. Um, she's just an incredibly. I she's she, I just read a biography about her, and and she's very a very inspiring artist. So, yep. All right, we'll move on to our rapid fire question. I'm going to ask you one question, and you just answer. I want you to answer as fast as you can with oh, minimal uh, thinking. Don't worry, it'll be fast and, and easy. Let's start with let's start with the easy part, okay? Give me your favorite place in Israel so far. My favorite place in Israel? Yeah. Old uh, Yafo. Old Yafo. All right. Teder. Teder. Okay. That's a that's a nightclub. In Florentine. In Florentine. Yeah. That's it. Old Yafo. 
Oh, Jaffa. Okay, that's two for Jaffa. And? Uh, Cafe Hanoi. It's a restaurant. Okay. It's a uh, Vietnamese restaurant? Yeah, Vietnamese restaurant. All right. Question number two. Give me your most hated stereotype of your own culture. Uh, corruption. French people are stinking. <laughs> Japanese people very strict. Dame, dame, dame. It's like, no, no, no. Mm. Loud. Loud. All right. See, that was fast. You did well. Anyway, I want to thank my amazing guests. I want you, uh, I hope you continue and be creative and, and flourish. And I want to thank everyone who is listening. And um, if you like this episode or if you have something that you would like to share with us, we would really appreciate it. Also, you can find us on all the um, the podcast apps and if there's a podcast app that you can't find us please let us know because we should be there and we're trying our best to be in everywhere that's convenient to you um, of course you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube and we'd love to hear from you if you want to be a guest on the show if you have questions or if you want to comment on something if you want to tell us about how things are where you're from we'd love to hear it if you have ideas for episodes basically Anything you want, any way you want to communicate with us, we welcome with open arms. And we would appreciate if you talked about this podcast with your friends and people who are like-minded so um, more people will discover us. Um, and thank you very much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you.